This is curating consciousness. Prepare your consciousness to be curated. Welcome to episode one of Curating Consciousness. Hello. <laughs> <clears throat> very excited, very happy to be here. Yes. It's been a culmination of a lot. <laughs> it has been a culmination of a lot. Um, I, it's been several weeks of trials, uh, figuring out everything, getting everything situated, but we're here. We're, we're in a good frame of mind. We have uh, the spinny ring. I got to keep my uh, hands occupied. Some incense. Yeah. You're feeling good. How's everybody? In, how's everybody here doing today? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, what's good, Ray? Ah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess we could open it up with like just general um thoughts from the week. That's kind of how we usually run it. Um, uh, Liam, do you want to? Open it up. Okay, so my thoughts for the week. Um, just a few things. Just a few things that are really important to me. Um, been, been reading this book a lot, Inner Engineering by Sadhguru. Uh, it's really, really uh, important to me. Um, as well as uh, O.G. Mandino's uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World, The Greatest Secret in the World, and The Greatest Miracle in the World. It's for salespeople, people getting into sales. Uh, how you should how you should go about um getting yourself in the right frame of mind for for sales and that kind of thing because um anybody who makes money knows that sales are important <laughs> right anybody who who realizes the necessity of like the evils of money in our world knows that sales are important and so it's um the inner engineering thing is just relating to becoming uh blurring the, la- the boundaries between yourself and everything else right Getting yourself to a point where you're just not trying to look or seek for anything, but just looking at everything, just mm-hmm. as it is. Not not necessarily putting your own preconceived notions, not putting your own variables and stuff. But uh, yeah, how you doing, Marcel? Um, yeah, but my thoughts for the week, apart from that, are um, I look I watched a very interesting video last night um, in regards to uh, COVID, actually. So it was just like the COVID conversation that people aren't talking about being that regardless of where, you, where your stances are on vaccines or non-vaccinated people, COVID is more of a, uh, of a disease based on fear more than anything. And fear spreads faster than COVID has ever spread. So it's really about regardless of like people whom if, if, the, if the vaccine is there to help you scared of the, of the virus, then get that. And if you feel like you aren't scared, you have a, you have a great immune system, you take care of yourself well, then don't, right? It's really just really about what you, what you want to do. So it's, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, gotta save the live for later. Oh, yeah, we'll be posting this later on, I suppose, Spotify or SoundCloud. Uh, it'll be on Spotify tonight. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's just, like, a thing that a lot of people hadn't spoken about, like, because fear, as, as a lot of you know, um, creates the hormone that creates stress right cortisol cortisol exactly cortisol um and cortisol uh breaks down your immune system and your body your body's ability to fight 
diseases. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of things that would happen such as, oh goodness, um, being able to have like a great, a good immune response um, are essentially stifled by cortisol levels in your body. So being scared is something that dramatically affects your body's immune system more so than a lot of people acknowledge. And so like what the point of COVID is kind of to scare you more so than it is to, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's to scare and divide people. And yeah. so it's really just to bridge the gap between a lot of people. That's my thoughts on this week, bridge the gap between a lot of people and a lot of understandings that you can have by um, just finding common ground. Yeah. That's my thoughts for the week. What about you? What about yourself? Man? It's crazy. Cause my head's kind of in the same spot. Like mm-hmm. um, I've been kind of, I mean, there's a lot of detailed like things I've been looking at, but like my general like worry right now is like, why is Biden still pushing for vaccines for like young uh, kids, you know, mm-hmm. and he's pushing mm-hmm. hard and like, I don't know if you saw the Joe Rogan and uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. He's the doctor. He's the head doctor for CNN. He was on his podcast Mm. a couple days ago. I like Sanjay Gupta. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And like they were kind of arguing over like what are the risks of the vaccine greater for Mm -hmm. this age group than COVID. And it seems like pretty much the vaccine is more risky to these kids. And Mm -hmm. uh, like no one's willing to like kind of take a step out of like these this mindset of like everyone this everyone that but like we need to look at like treatments for covid in terms of like age group and like and risk for specific age groups because this doesn't affect everyone the same yeah i agree and this and that fear mindset that you were talking about like that's what keeps us from really thinking like thinking about this stuff because it's like are a lot of people when i bring up anything regarding covid vaccines their brain shuts mm-hmm. off immediately and mm-hmm. like and i get it like it's it's really controversial it's like really hard to like like sift through right mm-hmm. but we have to listen and that's kind of my biggest takeaway this week i've just been like meditating and mm-hmm. working on like perceiving the world for what it is as you were saying and like mm-hmm. i came to a lot of realizations like about how people deal with uh this thing called dis-ease or like mm-hmm. uneasiness yeah. like uneasiness exactly bro western medicine doesn't teach you how to deal with that like that's it fact. teaches you how to deal with symptoms and things that happen after the fact as opposed to eastern medicine is based in or and i guess holistic healing is based on prevention as opposed to um damage control yeah and like i think the biggest thing that america really could benefit from is teaching its populace how to basically uh, regulate the nervous system because it's all electrical signals like uh forcing yourself to be uh much more how you doing jay how you doing andres um forcing yourselves to be more um Upline and realizing that, like, improving the functions of the body and, like, um, the way that energy and, and these electrical signals move throughout your body and, and improving those faculties will improve your organs, will improve your cognitive function, will improve your brain, will improve your perception and your view of the world. How are you doing? It's all in the mind. And, like, people don't, are unconscious of this and, like, yeah. it's dangerous. It's killing people, but. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it, it is because, like, fear is the mind killer. 
people who are people who are afraid to take the steps required of them and their bodies to to heal and grow often don't learn the lessons that they're supposed to and often die because they they were unwilling you know it's it's not per se a good or a bad thing it just is and that's kind of what we have to realize yeah it's, it's kind of like really difficult for me to like kind of move through this because i have like a family member who deals with like chronic 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 pain you know chronic mm-hmm. medical issues and like my current goal it's a little deep but i'm willing to share with the, yeah, with the listeners sure. Um, my current purpose right now in this specific period of time, um, I'm getting feedback. Can you, can oh, you okay, plug in cool. your phone into like, uh, like, headphones? yeah, let me see if I can, uh, can do that. yeah, what's it called? Typically, it's like some headphones that are over here. To everyone listening on Spotify, it's going to get better. Trust me. It's going to get better. <laughs> we're going to have a, we're going to have a system set up. To like... Yeah. <laughs> But like, as I was saying before, um, I'm currently working on, on like healing a family member and it's tough because it, like you said, it's all mental, but how do you get someone like who is maybe even older to like move through those things that are really, really tough and like ingrained into their brains? Like that as we get older, comfort is our reality you know like, <clears throat> we're used to all these things and like when you push past like like when you try to push someone past those barriers it's like almost impossible and like my i'm trying to figure out how to do it but it's it's a mission it's for show a mission uh yeah it's it's, it's a very difficult thing to really quantify or, or kind of understand and, and tackle because like most people like their brains at 25 or so are really stuck in their ways and so with having a solidified worldview at that age and then having that compiled over years of like self, um, not self-actualization, but like self, um, self-input that, that you feel like solidifies that mentality much more and more over time, you're going to find struggles in trying to find people um, open-minded enough to look at ideas in a new way. Oh goodness, my um, my thing is pausing itself. But it's um, but all I can really say is uh, goodness, it's it's a really tough, tough one to tackle. It's you have to you have to really approach this with patience and approach this with like coming from their point of view. How would you talk to them about being more open minded about this topic or that topic or what have you? Yeah, I think like what when you get to a certain point of like just like like ingrainedness into your own reality, like Mm -hmm. I feel like psychedelics are the only thing. Personally, yeah, Yeah. I mean, like it's something that uh, will essentially rip them out of the the sphere that they're in, and then open open and aggrandize their their mental acuity and their mental faculties. To the point that what they knew before can't make sense. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's, it's tough, it's, man. It's like this. Yeah. There's fear, and then there's like there's this want. There, I don't know. I'm learning, but 
It's a journey. <laughs> it is a journey. We're we're all learning. Um, what what more can be said on that? Um, I mean, we could talk about coping. Like, I think coping is big. Coping is big. Like, people be like, coping everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. It don't matter and, where you are. And sometimes people are really like very much struggling to cope with. A lot of things and like a lot of realities that like their brain does not want to cope with and so that's another thing that's very important on that topic like sure there's like the uh <laughs> love the podcast but i'm gonna get shit-faced right now enjoy yourself nikki enjoy yourself live life uh bless and <laughs> all i could say is, yeah all i could really say about um god my train of thought um, all I could really say about um, attempting to get someone out of their own head space and get someone into a more receptive mind space and coping with that, uh, coping with the realities of, of what throws what life throws at you is it's difficult. It's really like, um... sorry, I'm at, a lo- I'm at a loss for words. It's all good. It, it requires more thought. Something that I noticed this week in regards to coping... Mm-hmm. I feel like people do it with everything, like um, literally anything. It's food, it's a, a, smoking, it's mm-hmm. relationships. It's always having that one person to talk to, you know? Like mm-hmm. people don't know how to be still. And like as I'm becoming more still, I'm noticing a lot of like what it, what is going on around me in terms of like movement, which is interesting, like because mm-hmm. I'm seeing myself in the past. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, I don't know. It's just it's interesting, like. So, why when for you're not, for, oh, sorry? Go no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It kind of it makes me think, like, because of the state of the world, like I feel like people are coping to a, a greater extent and like mm-hmm. to a greater extent, like significantly, but. Well, I feel like due to the nature of what's going on in the world, we've been forced coping onto certain people who aren't used to their certain coping mechanisms. Everybody who has, who, who reaches adulthood generally has some sort of coping mechanism with how they handle reality or the reality that they're in. Like they're going to find an escape or they're going to find something that they can um, express that through in some way or it'll, it'll really cave in on their own mental mental function, right? And how do I, and, and to really get into that further, like the, the point I was, the point I was going to say, like you said, you mentioned um, how, how when you're still or when you cultivate stillness, you're really uh, appreciating how much you view other people's motion, right? Or you can you can see that in a much more vivid way. What is stillness to you? What is stillness to me? It's quieting mm-hmm. the mind. Mm-hmm. I I see that. Like for me, it's it's a very strange phenomenon because like when you when you think about like some of the rules of the universe and and so, so on and so forth you're you think about how nothing is ever still truly there's always particles moving right and there's always and there's always the probability of like this particle being right here moving to over there 
and you can assign that probability quantum mechanics, right? But the stillness that you're cultivating is difficult to quantify or really, really compare to, a, to like motion of other people and like their actions because the stillness in and of itself is an action. It's true. But when you're, I feel like when you're still, you can perceive the world in a broader, you can, you can take in more information at the very least. I agree. I agree. Because stillness is really a state of flow. Mm -hmm. Everything's flowing, but you're mm -hmm. still. So it's just like, the, like, imagine like a waterfall is just like, mm -hmm. pass, everything passes through your, your perception, but nothing stays. It's it's like a waterfall where you're in the middle of the water water and you're intangible, you know, and you're just basking in it. You are the water. You are the water. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> um, I don't really know what else what else to say about like this type of thing. Um, Voting per se. Yeah. I really wonder why they're still pushing these vaccines on the kids. Like, I was thinking last night, like, maybe they're just trying to make sure they don't get sick when they get older. But then again, like, that doesn't make sense because their immune systems would, like, recognize it when they're young and already have antibodies when they get older. So it really begs the question, why do they keep pushing it so, so hard? So my views on this, and I suppose the vaccine, is, like, if you are to get a vaccine and if it is to be something malicious for people... Um, I do feel like through a certain amount of work and effort, it can be cleansed and purged from your system, right? Uh, to a significant degree where that is not, just energy and breath work can get that to a point where it doesn't really affect you or your psyche. I mean, like, I feel like for some people, it's peace of mind. For some people, it's, it's health and, and immune systems. But like the, the push for that on children is, seems um, troubling. It's very, it's very it's troubling given, given the fact that there's a whole lot of um, uh, push in American society for, like, there's protection of, like, the unborn child, and then once you're born, they don't give a fuck about you. Like, you could be homeless and they wouldn't care. You know what I mean? And so there's, like, some of that. So it's like, why are we protecting kids now through this? And it's like, what is the push when previously it's been very... Um, known to be kind of um not within the interests of the government to care about about the the the, the citizens health overall because otherwise if they cared about the health overall we'd have free health care you know what i mean we'd be spending a lot less we'd have effective health effective health care <laughs> right because just because you pay for it doesn't mean it's 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 effective <laughs> and that's like a lot not a lot of people really think about like yeah i have health care but how well does it work have you tested the system? Have you sprained your ankle and had to go there, had to go to the ER and figure out what, what's what? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I like, feel like when it comes to modern medicine, like, yes, it has its, like, has, merits. it has its merits, like, above and beyond, like, Eastern med medicine, probably for, like, extreme trauma, like, when it comes to the body, like, you have, like, a limb cut off or, like, something mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, that's what it's for. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's its merit, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. So, like, like I feel like one of the merits of modern medicine would be, like, um, surgery. 
or like uh, intricate, intricate invasive surgeries, particularly. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't. I don't feel like if you're if you're on a five year plan, you know that you're going to have heart issues in five years. Eastern medicine wouldn't be like, oh, we're going to heal your heart to the point that you won't have heart issues in five years. Whereas Western medicine would be like, oh, you can take these medications for what's ailing you, and then we can do surgery or like take take a vein from your leg put it right here in your heart so that your heart would work the way it's supposed to which is crazy when you really think about it that's absolutely nuts but that's that's really what the reality of like your options are for that kind of thing yeah i was watching i don't know if you've heard of this movie it's called heal um no it's super interesting like it's about like all these people who like had like either ms or like something like super like one example is there was a guy he's a pretty famous like speaker but mm-hmm. he he got in an accident and he like his he broke his back in like a few places and like was paralyzed oh. Oh, God. but he decided that when he because he was a believer in the mind and the inherent mm-hmm. power of the mind so mm-hmm. he decided not to get a surgery he decided to will himself to heal something that would traditionally in modern medicine be impossible. And he apparently he like visualized his spine like reconnecting and over like a period of months it just one one moment and he was like it was he was healed. And wow. now he goes around speaking about the inherent power of the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, like we can talk about the the benefits of, and like the negatives of like uh, modern medicine all day. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like major flaws that it doesn't even uh, take into account the power of the mind. Yes, the power of the mind, the willpower. Yeah. Uh, you, if you cultivate willpower, you can like what can be considered medical miracles like that could happen effortlessly, flawlessly, even very regularly for the for the body. Like nobody's taking into account like our bodies are dying and being reborn at the at, like varying speeds all the time. It's crazy. The body, the body's incredible. And so, like to to discount that or say like things are impossible medically or is really a huge, huge way of uh, discounting ourselves. Indeed. And that's, that just delves into the whole thing about like, we kind of have an issue. I feel like these days where people don't, they have issue with belief. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like the internet or what, but at least in my generation and my network, it feels like people have issues with like belief. Like they don't, necessarily believe in themselves and like mm-hmm. they, i mean to an extent yeah everyone does but like they they people are limiting on themselves and like i feel like my goal a lot of times is to perceive those limits in others and try to mm-hmm. boost them forward because that's what gives me per- i feel like that's what gives me purpose yes yes so into that a little bit with my with myself like the, obviously, that you have to have a certain amount of belief in yourself, and most people do. That's just why they carry on. Like people are like, if it, okay, for example, would you stay in bed all day if you believe if if you believe that you couldn't get out of bed? Yeah, exactly. Probably. You'd stay in bed all day. 
right? And so like everybody has a certain amount of belief in themselves to get their day started and to get up and, and do something and make something of themselves every single day. And so like the box that, that you place yourself in is really tied to your ego and your perception of like who your being is. Because like if I woke up today and my name was Kathy and I worked at a supermarket and I'm 40, then that's really the, the, the limits that I'm placing on myself. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm from Missouri and this is all I've known. I've lived in this small town my whole life. But you're not like, but really Kathy could be a pop star if she wanted to tomorrow, if she moved to New York and figured out, figured out her way and made a record, got a record contract. You know what I mean? It's just what your mind's able to imagine for yourself is, is a reality. Yeah. That that is how it do be. That that is how it do be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> the topic that I that I really wanted to delve into a little bit this week, because uh, I know we've been kind of stream of consciousness bouncing off each other for like how we felt. Um, the topic I really wanted to get into was sleep meditation, sleep and and its meditative qualities as well. Because like a lot of people, some people like who who talk to me, like people in, in my sphere, and like. Some people I've, I've, I've come into contact with will tell me things like, I cannot meditate or like, I don't feel like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm too jittery or I'm not getting the point of, of meditation. Like I sit there and I try to, I try to clear my mind and then just things pop in and pop at, pop in. And then I find myself in some rabbit hole that my mind took me on just thinking about random things in my life. But it's like, uh, think about sleep. It's like everybody sleeps. Or if you don't, then then you're some kind of anomaly who's likely going to die because of it. <laughs> but everybody sleeps. It's like rest for the conscious, right? Or your consciousness. And goodness gracious, like telling that and then seeing people's realization of like the fact that, hey, yeah, sleep is really like an eight-hour meditation where your consciousness can turn off and let your body do its thing. Like how... Like, uh, your body can rebuild itself. Your body can store all the information that is taken in correctly so you can remember it the next day. Or, like, your body can really solidify muscle memories that you've created, right? Your body's a serious machine of, of organizing and collecting information and memory and, pers- and then mixing that with your imagination and then and your perception of the future, right? So it's like, you don't want to be caught too far back in your memories. You don't want to be caught too much, too much in the imagination of your future. You just want to use it as a tool, right? Meditation is really just kind of not ignoring your mind, but putting it to the side, just having it, having it as a tool that you could use, right? For basically cultivating anything you want and just only looking at it like a, uh, only looking at it like a, um, like a tool, right? Because if you can yeah. ride your mind to anywhere you want in the world, then so be it. How you doing, Chris? I feel that. For me, I think the way I've been using meditation is a way to regulate my nervous system. So, mm. like, my, like, I have issues. I've had issues in the past where I don't recognize my subconscious acting in a certain way like Mm -hmm. and like start pumping 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 the ego whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and right now i'm being very intentional and trying to quiet myself and lots of breathing techniques because if i'm to be in a place of power and responsibility one day Mm -hmm. i feel that i need to have the tools now 
to self-regulate in any situation so mm-hmm. that's for me what it means to be like like responsible as a man and yeah. mm-hmm. i think that's pretty much what it what i'm using it for it's i, I want to use i'm using it as a tool but at the end of the day it brings you such peace to just be and yeah most people don't experience that i would agree i would agree and like the yeah i understand that using it as a tool to like quiet your mind and really regulate yourself and what and what that means for you right uh i i do think that like there are certain engagements that you do need to take with the ego and meditation because it's really like it's as much as it is quiet quieting the mind and letting the body work there's also the ego as very uh as a very uh important role to play as an opposite to the mind and the spirit and so it's like your, your ego is what you'd engage with to engage with the world yes and so like certain certain like things certain aspects of, of your meditation for example being being the man that you feel like you're supposed to be. Being the man is part of your ego. Being in power is part of your ego. Being wanting wanting to do that for yourself is is a facet of your ego. Because like you can really be fully enlightened and and just be wandering a village in India and have no perception of the material world because you're so enlightened that you're one with everything. So like what happens to this body is of no importance to you. It's just a house for I guess the brain that that is this consciousness. And so through your perception of your ego and your engagement of your ego through your meditation, you must be very intentional, which you are. And I, I, can, I can tell it and I can see it. I can see that light in your eyes because like, I, like, how do I describe it? It's like, um, it's, 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 very, uh, it's very relaxing and very, um, it feels like truth. It feels like I see truth in your eyes because you're, you're using that to, meditate you're using that to calm yourself you're using that to uh regulate how you agree with these things to like regulate your emotions and how you how you interact with them because they're a part of your mind and your body regulate the your nervous system and how like your your body might want to react one way because of your ego and your subconscious doing one thing and then your mind wanting to do another regulating how you view your relationships with everything and everyone right just breath work meditation keeping it simple don't overthink it just go it's flow right and and you and you feel much more connected to that through your meditation you know yeah it's crazy like here's a quote um mm-hmm. the universe Please. speaks in subtleties right mm-hmm. so for those listening um if you if you find yourself like kind of hesitant or like not finding the confidence to meditate i've been there like for years like i've like kind of walked around like these tools you know mm-hmm. but if you can like really quiet it like the universe does speak in subtleties and at the end of the day like the more quiet your mind is the more truth will be like shown to you as an individual if you're trying to improve this is very helpful because like if you start to perceive truths and you start to engage with them, your reality shifts like immensely. Entirely. Immensely. And the thing I wanted I want to add to that um specifically is that like through those tools, through like sadhana, through like 
meditative action. Um, when you are able to quiet your mind and, and let the universe speak to you through those subtleties, it's really less about trying to look for the universe. It's, trying, it's less about trying to look or seek God or seek answers, but just being sitting there in stillness and being open to receiving. Because when you receive without judgment, without um, looking at what your problems are, looking at any kind of anything, any kind of filters or anything, you're just looking and perceiving the truth that the universe shows you, it's incredibly powerful. You, you take in so much. If you just quiet yourself, quiet everything, and just listen. Yeah. I'd be training myself to listen constantly. It's, mm -hmm. it's work, bro. Like, it's straight work. But it's rewarding because you be hearing shit and it's like, whoa, like, <laughs> I just heard that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Cause like like okay, describe the first time you really heard something like that, or like the first time that jumps to memory. You know, I've always been a listener of sorts, but mm -hmm. I will give you a good story. Please. Um, so I had a friend. Uh, I currently have this friend around in my life, um, but he wanted a trip with me, and uh, so mm -hmm. we took an eighth lemon sect. And I took him on a hike. This man, his mind was going a million miles a second. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a money man, so he always has to be wired in. So I was, trying to, yeah, I was trying to show him how to tap the fuck out. Um, took him on a hike. Uh, long story short, it was an interesting hike. We ended up going back pretty quickly. But mm -hmm. uh, when we got back to the house, uh, he, he was starting to soften up. And um, he went outside. He was like... I can hear the birds. Mm. Yeah. Like some people's nervous systems are so uh, engaged, like engaged, like always, mm. that they can't hear. And that's some crazy shit. Like to me, that's the most interesting thing. And like if I'm to ever like give something to the world, to the world I feel like it's teaching people how to hear. And mm. And that really can change so much for every, like, everything. Like, I think the main issue with our current state of things, at least in America, is that people don't listen and they're pretty much just, like, stuck in their own ways because of it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who uh, only seek to put out their own, project their own thoughts, project their own filters, their own views upon others, as opposed to sitting down, listening, understanding, and then speaking. Because that's really the best way to go about talking or interacting with anyone in a, a valuable and a um, constructive manner. Because then that, that, that breeds trust, too. Breeds uh, uh, just like respect for somebody like I'll respect you because you listen to me and listen to my thoughts and you respect me because I listen to you and heard your thoughts out because there's so much that we can learn from each other and there's so many things that you can connect over there's so many things you can build with you know being able to maintain a relationship with a like a completely polar opposite person of yourself has got to be the most like interesting thing you can do because <gasps> Like hearing, like I have a friend, and we we'll, we'll be screaming at each other 
over mm-hmm. like the like like whatever mm-hmm. like politics blah blah, blah economics mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like we're still gonna go out and get food after and like chop it up like it's like that's the type of community more we need more of that community because mm-hmm. people need to like not be afraid to like scream at another person and just be like i believe this and then the other person's like no i believe this and then at the end of the day if you can have respect out of that that's effective communication in my in my book but a lot mm. of people don't view that they view it as like toxic they view it as like, like threatening but like like oh man that's that's dangerous but like if you can't scream your beliefs at the top of your lungs to somebody then what's the point of even having those thoughts or those beliefs you know <laughs> like the way you're the way you're describing this like polar opposites um i like how do i even like somebody jumps to mind in my head and i'll just say this is a friend of mine uh, who even even yesterday just said just posted something that was like really funny like he obviously meant it in in jokes but like there's always truth in jest we always we oftentimes always like will argue about even the most even the smallest thing and then he can turn it into a shouting match and and like sometimes i find that extremely entertaining sometimes it's annoying sometimes it is what it is but you know these these are just personal personal dealios he said to me like he found a a license plate that said liam can right in 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 the ie in in southern california and he just took screenshot of he says oh i know this motherfucker liam can't and i said oh oh it's kind of like a it's it's kind of like one of the greatest motivators to me like somebody telling me that i won't do something is like something that really really motivates me to do so um, like somebody tells me, oh, you can't do that. Watch me, watch me. Right. <laughs> or like, um, uh, and, and so like that, it, it made me laugh because like, like anger and, and being upset is just a shade of love. Sometimes you're angry with someone because you care about their being so much. And then you can't, that you can't pull a shade from over their eyes to enlighten them to a certain thing. And so, like, you'd get angry. You wouldn't be angry at somebody you were uninvested in. Right? That's just a fool's errand. Right? So, like, he was being, like, he was hating on me, like, as a joke. Right? And hating on me is fine as long as, like, as long as it's constructive. Like, that's, hate and love is all the same thing to me. Like, I was just, I I just looked at it and I was like, that's so funny that he said that he, he's like, oh, Liam can't. And I was like, He's always hating. He has to be my biggest fan. Hate and love are the same thing. That's crazy. Hate and love are the same thing. Think about that. Okay, so like, um, it's just they're different magnitudes. Different, like, there's it's a different order of magnitude. It's like uh, seven spiritual laws, for real, for real. Or it's like love you don't know how to express. Yeah, exactly. It's love that you don't know how to express. So like. This oh, yeah that that's that thought's controversial. I can't talk about that, but like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, it's not quite that. But I I see like where that. I see where you're coming from. Like at the end of the day, like we aren't invested in things that we don't have like yeah, attached like value the, to. So the at the end of the day, the opposite of hate and love is indifference. Because if you're not giving your attention and energy to something, then that's it's just being detached entirely detached from it. Being attached to something is something that you would give hate or love or or any kind of feeling towards, like something important to you, something that you feel connected to and engaged with, right? 
And it's different for every person, which is really the beauty of it. And, um, and so that like, if there wasn't as much variety as there is in this world right now, I, I don't know what I would do. Like if there wasn't as many different kinds of people and different kinds of thoughts that you could engage with or like level with or try to understand, then I don't, what is there? It'd be a very boring creation. I feel that. Right. And so like engaging with love and hate and them being the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I welcome hate. I welcome, I welcome love. It is, it is what it is. Like that's someone who has, who feels attachment towards me. Mm. And so, or like, for example, you ever, you ever had like some, someone flirting with you and they would go, oh, I hate you. I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause like you're saying something that's so like, they're like, oh, stop it. But they don't really yeah. mean stop it. <laughs> I mean, I I get that feeling all the time. It's like mm, mm. it's like when someone is just when a quality about someone is just so extra or like just unique. Mm-hmm. It's like I fucking hate you, but like you know, at the end yeah, of the you're day, yeah, you're like I you, you, like, like you'd say that, but then but it's really the opposite. It's like something that you really enjoy, deeply enjoy about the person, and or like something that stands out to you to the point that you're like your brain can't ignore it. Yeah, I need to run to the bathroom, so I should go. Oh, so, um, while Brian's in the bathroom, I start a little bit into my topic of talking about sleep meditation, which is what I was referencing earlier. Um, I had a, yeah, I have an article up here, the sleep foundation.org. Um, essentially it was talking about how meditation, um, prior to sleep can promote sleep, like better sleep and, um, reducing pain sensitivity and stress. So like. You'd, you'd, you'd feel, you naturally feel like reduced cortisol levels before you, go, before you go to bed, so you feel less stress, right? If you're in a bed or like uh, somewhere that you sleep, it, it just naturally happens. But you can improve this faculty in this, um, in this reduce, redu- reducing of uh, anxiety and stress levels before bed by meditating. Just simply closing your eyes and breathing and just focusing on your breath just the in and out, right? And so the benefits of that, there's like plenty of medical um, benefits to sleep meditation, uh, being just reduced anxiety, reduced depression, reduced pain. You're, you're going to be very much anchored to the moment of, hey, I'm going to consciously turn everything off and try to sleep. And then before so, um, I'm going to just focus on my breath and that'll help me get to sleep better. It'll help me get better sleep. It'll help me uh, reduce my cortisol levels. It'll help me um, feel feel like I'm more in tune with myself because, like, you're you're listening to your body's need for sleep and then using your mind to basically help it get there. Sleep meditation, baby. Something that I've been uh, doing recently is mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll listen to like these affirmations uh, in med- like meditative affirmations before I sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't know, I'm speaking to the listener right now, but, so, I don't know if you ever, um, like, listen to something and feel, like, resistance in yourself, mm-hmm. but I think that it's really important to recognize those things because any sort of resistance is, like, a knot of em- energy. Mm-hmm. 
and like something that is really helpful like you listen to affirmation of love while you go to sleep you breathe and listen and like you when you sense one of those uh knots in your being like you breathe it out you know and Mm. and and the idea behind that is if you do that over time those more of thing more of those things that you're uh, resistant to will flow into your life Mm. and i do this with like money affirmations like all types of stuff and it's quite helpful but it's really difficult when you are just starting out because there's a lot of resistance and uh, just mm-hmm. don't be afraid to really like listen to yourself and push yourself because you know belief in oneself is probably the hardest thing to cultivate. Agreed. Listening to yourself is one of the di- most difficult things that you could learn to do. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, listening to yourself is one of the hardest things to listen to. And do you ever notice how people hate the sound of their own voice? <laughs> it's just like that. It's just like that because it's like. Um, yeah, like cultivating, cultivating your mind's ability to listen to yourself, to take your own advice, to not overthink things and to really use meditation as a tool for that is so vastly important. So vastly important because like at the end of the day, like think about it one, like I'm, 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 yeah, once again, talking to the listener, like nobody's going to brush your teeth for you. You have to do it yourself. And you could, somebody could love you as much as they want to love you in this world, but nobody's going to brush your teeth for you. It just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, obviously there's the exceptions. Like there's people who, who are paralyzed from the neck down, or like people who have like a mental faculty, which doesn't allow them to do that for themselves. But I'm saying like, I'll, the, mo- the average human being is not going to do that for another person. Right. So like there are certain things that you need to do for yourself. You're at the end of the day, you are your own protector. You're going to want to protect yourself. You're going to want to do for yourself. Like obviously you can have partners or companions doing so, but at the end of the day, you have your own back. So in having your own back, you have to be able to listen to yourself. You have to be able to take care of yourself before anybody else. Because if not, what do you have to what, what ability do you have to take care of yourself if you're rotting? Or take care of someone else, excuse me, if you're rotting away yourself. And spiritual rot is, is, is a huge, uh, <laughs> or spiritual and mental rot, excuse me, is a huge um, plague, upon our, plague upon our generation coming up. So like people need to be very careful with how they engage in it and how they listen to themselves and how mindful they are. That shit stacks. It It stacks stacks over time. Time is the greatest indicator of lack of consistency, lack of, uh, you know, regulating anything. So, Mm -hmm. and you see this in adults everywhere. You ever, speaking to the listener, you all know someone. Every one of you knows someone who's old and has so much that they don't know how to deal with that they just gave up. Everyone knows Mm -hmm. someone like that. Everyone Mm -hmm. Damn so, right. Damn yeah. right. <laughs> this, this man is spitting. <laughs> <laughs> now, the... Uh, oh, goodness. What I wanted to add on that, yeah, everyone knows someone older, I suppose. I, I want to say older, but, but it doesn't have to be. It's just someone who uh, 
who struggles with internal conflict. Everyone does to some degree, but like some, some more so than others. Um, and in giving up, you see that like they have um, a deteriorated being from, from being told, from not having the belief in themselves to give up. So like, listen to yourself, believe in yourself because belief in yourself is belief in everything else. It's belief, it's, it's what'll keep you motivated. It's what will keep you grounded. It's what will keep you um, ready to engage with the world, ready to engage in the love that is everything around us. Right? So in, in talking to these people, you can see that and you can see that there's more to be done to help them and help yourselves. There's always a path for someone. If they're still here, there's a path for them to find a way to engage and, and cope with those things and find a way that's coping in a healthy way, like meditation, like self introspection, like, uh, uh, Oh goodness. Conscious, conscious thought, like, um, engaging with nature, engaging with nature, engaging with nature. Right. All the, all of that, <laughs> all of it is engaging in nature specifically because like getting out and, taking a walk, trying to be out in nature consciously every single day will improve your mood, will improve your faculties. It's just a lot of people seem to forget that we're a part of nature. Yeah, I was talking to this girl the other day and she was saying like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was watching this documentary and um, like, it's crazy how the animals just like kill each other. And I'm just like, yo, like this is reality. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <Push. laughs> She's like acting like it's separate, but it's, I'm just thinking like I don't know. For me, it's not that like crazy. Like pe- maybe she hasn't. People experienced kill each other all the time. People be pe- in my life. Like I've experienced a lot of loss and death, but like some people haven't, so they're kind of disconnected from mm-hmm. this thing called reality. Yeah, and so like checking yourself with reality is very much a good thing to do because like if you're going to amputate a certain part of like life then you're going to react with imbalance. So like you could sugarcoat everything you want to in this life, but like there's some hard facts that come into things. Like everything dies. Everything dies. That's the one given about life. Life is a contract with death. It's like jumping into a pool. Like you can you can be prepared as prepared as you want to to jump into that pool. But once you're in that pool, once you come out, it's via death. You know what I mean? You could be underwater for as long as you like. If 20 years, 80 years. 50 seconds, whatever it may be. It's not for everyone, but that's what life is. And so you have to engage yourself to the reality that, hey, this shit could get crazy. Like I could wake up and get hit by a bus tomorrow, right? So I need to live my, I need to live my, live my life, not manifesting that, but I'm just saying like, I can live my life the way that I, I want to. Uh, this shit could get crazy. That's a quote. Like this shit could get crazy. It really could. And so like you you need to you need to really think about it. Like, hey, I'm I'm here right now. I can affect here right now. Why not do that? Like anything that anything that you believe, you can achieve. It's if it exists in your mind, you can make that reality. It's just projected outward. Not onto yeah. people though. Not onto people though. Just outward. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna hit you. Hit the listener with a story. Um, Please. So I have a friend, and 
I'm really close with his family. Uh, mm-hmm. His brother has always been like super into Nicki Minaj. This is kind of random, but it really made my day. Oh, um, and he had he was running fan accounts for her, like mm-hmm. pretty successful ones. Mm-hmm. And basically, I woke up this morning. This man is on Nicki Minaj's Instagram. Like she posted him, mm-hmm. and like you can go and check it right now. Like. He was like oh, wow. inter- he's like interviewing for like her assistant and like she she posted him like it's just crazy like you write you can write off anyone who's people do this all the time you write off someone who has goals that you don't uh you can't relate with right mm-hmm. but like those same people who are always trying like Like, those are the people who actually get shit done because it's all about belief. It doesn't matter about, like, anything else. And if you're mm-hmm. hating at all on anyone, like, you got to take a look. You gotta really got to take a deep look on why you're doing that because at least they're trying. Hating mm-hmm. and trying don't go hand in hand. Hating and at success all. don't go hand in hand. Hating and and dreaming don't go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you really, and, and, like, on top of that, hating is just hate watching. You're giving them more power. So like if you're hating on something, it like for example, say say that you didn't like the fact that he was doing the Nicki Minaj fan account. Just just taking this. Uh, I mean, purely, years ago I thought it was funny, but now I'm just like, damn, like I'm like, never giving awesome. up on my dreams, like ever. Because he he like, really did that. Like for example, like, there's a there's a guy who I know, um, and like I, I wear his merch. I I support it. I support this guy relentlessly because he's his own biggest believer, and it's the craziest thing to me. A damn killer. Was was his old rap name, but his name's Adam Baby now. He he rebranded himself, uh, and was like, and is is dropping music soon. And the whole thing is like, I've seen this dude for years. Every single day, whether or not he would get thousands of likes, whether or not he would get zero likes, we'll just be like, hey man, I'll make a song with you right now. Send me some money, and we'll we'll, we'll make a song right now. I'll have it. I'll be back with the work in fifteen minutes, and like. Every he's been doing that every single day for years. I'm saying like at least at least six or seven years, every single day. And like when he when he first was like on, uh, like I want to say like back in like 2015, 2016, he was getting like there was a dude who bought features from him in Bitcoin. Yeah. So this dude literally financed buying his own apartment or like his own. Top of the top of the uh, condo, condo tower, high rise apartment. Bought himself a Tesla. Bought himself anything he could ever need, based on wrapping for Bitcoin. Like dude got like several huge Bitcoin. Uh, what do you call it? Features, and then and then it blew up, and then you just like, well, I already have the money. Like whatever. And so now now he just like I want the respect from the rap game, and so he's just manifesting that. He rebranded himself. He's doing more, even more than he was doing before. Like his his Twitter was like constant. Like, hey, I'm doing feature deals. DM me for feature deals. There's only five left. DM me right now. I'll make five songs a day. Let's get it. If you want to work with me, you can work with me. I'm going to blow up. So you'd best you'd best have worked with me prior. Right? He's like, so if you want to blow up too, or like get residual clout, by all means, it's there for you. And this is like somebody who I supported for a while, and then I was I wound up on his live dancing with him. Anything can happen. You just it's just putting your mind to it. It's just putting it into action, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and even just like visualizing it like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a powerful tool i used to discount that a lot but very powerful to visualize a reality for yourself every time i've done that it's really happened every time i visualize a reality where it's like i want this and i see it in my mind and i picture how i feel in that moment mm-hmm. it's 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 been given to me but the the caveat to that is you have to be really 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 uh, precise about what you're visualizing because you might get it and then it's like like not at all what you like <laughs> well it might be what you visualized but like what you visualized yeah you just got that and then that's it you know like mm-hmm. or like in the visualization process in my mind the like i like i've realized over the course of the week that like everybody's mind thinks differently and like this yeah obviously i know that but like um much more in the way that like in in ways that i hadn't realized like for example people some people think out their thoughts in this words that are floating later along their mind and then they then they speak those words or like some people think in 3d shapes like some people think in like places or like scenarios right and through doing that um, everybody kind of has their own language with themselves that they speak before they can even translate that into like their, their native tongue or that they try to communicate with somebody else. Like this is just sounds that I'm, that I'm saying to you and you just understand, right? Because of like, I guess, formal education system. But what's, what's crazy is visualization in my mind. Oh. You just oh. keep going. You just keep okay. going. Um, visualizations in, um, in my mind are essentially I can visualize something and then throw it into reality, like visualize an object and throw it into reality within my path. You know what I mean? This is is going to be a weird one. Like a friend of mine recently had their car break down because they didn't have gas. Right. And then, then they were like, Oh God, we need gas. We need, we need gas. And then I, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to, they said like, oh, somebody's going to eventually help us. And I was like, oh, good. Like, it's already in motion. But I was like, I'm going to, he's like, but they don't have a gas can. So I just, in my mind, visualized a gas can, right? And with that, visualized the place where they were like, in my mind, they had broken down. They, They took a picture of it. Like, oh, we broke down. And then I said to myself, I'm going to manifest I said to myself, yeah, I'm going to manifest uh, this gas can within my mind, and then I'm going to throw it into their reality somewhere, right? I can, I'm going to put my mind to visualizing this red gas can full of gas next to their car on that road. And, look, and, and lo and behold, maybe about half an hour later, the guy pulls up with that exact red gas can that I visualized in my mind and pours, and pours some gas, and they're fine. They're ready how, how long were you visualizing it? meditative state i was just in a regular in a regular frame of mind no meditative states whatsoever like or what i what i view to be by my regular mind but i'm just sitting there and i i sat there and i visualized for maybe 10 or 20 seconds just like uh, a 3d object floating around sort of like in in almost like a video game-esque circular motion how you look around a 3d object visualize that to myself and then and then i stopped and then i said where do I want this to be? And then I visualized that 3D moving object moving to where they were. And then through that, I just, I felt like I threw it right into reality. 
I, so, need, like, I need to test this. It's interesting. Go, yeah, it's it's a very interesting like um, thing. Like for example, you could manifest yourself a fruit. Just visualize like a kiwi or something, and then find the kiwi finding itself into your path over the next two days, or like a place that you feel like you might go. Just 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 the kiwi, and then just that place, and see if you encounter it there. That's the type of shit, like, if that works for me, I'm just going to be like, all right, Matrix. Yeah, Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> Matrix. Exactly. Matrix. Mm. Morpheus, save me. Mor- <laughs> Morpheus, save me. Red pill me this coming uh, December. God. Yeah, give me all, give me all the pills. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'll, I'll know that people are on to me. Like, if I can, if I can do that regularly or, like, uh manifest random things into my life like for example i wanted i was like i need some money and then manifested myself teaching a dance class made made some money right and i was like i was like physical cash was given physical cash not cash app not zell not whatever the hell else venmo um but physical cash i was i would just think to myself god i can use some cash just just a little bit of money envisioned what i look like money to be Right, dollar bills or like piles of cash or like whatever, whatever, what have you, whatever have you, whatever you assign visually to monetary wealth. I would just be envisioning that to myself, and then I said, "All right, well, I'm going to envision it in the place that I am," and so and so it was. Yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's such a it's such a weird thing to conceptualize and like tell to somebody who doesn't. Uh, visualize things in the brain or isn't like a visual learner it doesn't uh really uh, take it like, who, who takes things like med- meditation and, and manifestation with a grain of salt and is very skeptic but like until you've seen it in action everybody's going to be a skeptic i was the biggest skeptic about a year ago i had a conversation with two close friends and like Mm -hmm. i was hella jaded i was like this is bullshit like y'all are Mm -hmm. just like on another one blah 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 Mm -hmm. and yeah and then and then like the last thing they said to me is like you'll you'll see in time you know and sure enough like you start seeing yeah and and I feel like through that, I feel like I have become much closer to you because I feel like through the process of knowing you over time, I felt like you were very skeptical, but very like calculated. And you were th- always thinking about something like the whys and the hows of, of, of like life. Right. And then so through like ac- through that drive to figure out the whys and the hows of life, i.e. being being an engineer. Right. Why, how how things function and why. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it, like I've seen that I've seen that like that uh, <laughs> um, growth in you, mm-hmm. especially. Um, and it's also like um, with like from an outward perspective, looking in, I'm 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 sure that like over the course of like your skepticism and then eventual like uh, movement towards an enlightenment of some sorts that that brought you on this path. Um, it naturally made us go like this boom boom right, yeah right we, we we had a lot of speaking to listener i don't know if you really have experienced this before but 
there's this phenomena in reality where it's like sync it's called synchronicity mm-hmm. you can call it there's many other names for it but for me uh the way it enters my perception is through chills like i'll mm-hmm. get chills when i'm engaging with people uh information that is in alignment with my greatest good and like purpose i feel like. mm. i don't know if you feel the same way i feel like th- people have different ways of relating to intuition this is like mm-hmm. a, a deep concept but for me i felt like there were many engagements i had with you early on um talking about investing and all these things where it was like okay i feel like we're connecting on like a, a level where it's like this is like interesting and it feels very like organic and right you know mm-hmm. agreed agreed and it, like part of that is really um uh, like the way i feel like synchronicity or like uh, or those kinds of phenomena aren't, aren't necessarily chills it can be chills at sometimes like it sometimes manifests itself as chills but it's usually just a a, a dot on the back of my um crown chakra right here the whirl of my hair and it's like an almost electrically tingling feeling going down my spine to about yeah, halfway. For, to for about me, half that's that's how I say. It. I feel like it's chills for me. Mm-hmm. It's like that's... it's chills, or like it's like a, it's almost like a, it's like almost like a little shock, but it's like tingly and it tickles a little bit almost. But it's very, it's it it's it can be reminiscent of chills, and like because of that, like I I feel like I know like when when a moment like that happens, or I feel an epiphany. I get this, right? I trust my intuition, and then something happens that was in line with like my manifestation, my thoughts. Uh, it's especially present. It's especially ever present. And whenever, whenever I'm moving towards something that's right for me or meant for me, that happens, right? And so, like, I definitely felt like moments of synchronicity when talking to you and in uh, cultivating thoughts, and just it could have been a, a plethora of topics. But when we started to get into spirituality, it was especially present especially present and when you came to visit because speaking to the listener liam actually is always like in a different place like i really don't know where this man time but um he came to visit uh, not too long ago and um Mm -hmm. we had an like it was pretty magical night like we went it was a really uh, wild time we went to uh like this screamo show and like it was the first show, like, I feel like most of us had been to since COVID started. Like, mm-hmm. And there was a lot of energy there. It was super, it was super interesting. And, yeah, I don't know. I just want to share that. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, I feel like the nature of that trip was, um, coming up, coming up to you, it was very spur of the moment. Because, like, I was, I was at the time traveling all across northern and central California. And, um. Uh, in preparation for moving to the East Coast after a vacation to Costa Rica. My, you see, my life is hectic, as Brian mentioned. But um, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to come out and I'm going to see Brian because I feel like Brian was uh, an important friend that I had from days in college and uh, and helped shape my perception and like some of the friend groups I've made while there and some of the people I continue to connect with. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, um, he he mentioned there was like a secret show and I was like, Yeah, I'm I'm game. I was a little I was a little terrified and a little and a little excited and a little um ready to ready to let feelings out, let like express some of the rage that I had felt, some of the some of the 
pent up uh, emotions that I felt over the course of like a year in COVID. Right. And I felt like that was the perfect opportunity to do so, like at a Screamo show where people are just moshing and people are jumping out of the ceiling and people are breaking the, the already dilapidated building. It was just, it was just a really, uh, <laughs> a it was really so magical. Free. It was so free. Free. Like, free. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, I think this is pretty good for episode one. I feel like I would um, next week I kind of want to talk about like art, but we don't mm. have to get into it now. I think it's okay. Any any notes for the listener before we before we head out, or any things you'd like to shill or talk about or promote? Um. So for the listener, um, I I guess if you're still listening at this point in the recording. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry for the interruptions as we are live on Instagram. Uh, we'll try to make it more uh, listener friendly over time. But as mm-hmm. we're trying to expand the awareness of the project, uh, it kind of just comes with the ter- territory. So just bear mm-hmm. with us. And yeah, anything from you, Liam? Um, yes, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your days and your precious time to uh to listen to us and our our um goals and our aspirations towards helping you um see the world in a new light via our podcast here curating consciousness um the only other thing i would like to say is uh i i have camel nfts go check them out camelot camels uh brian has plenty of uh plenty of um plenty of works going on in the in, in future times i'm i'm sure what is there anything that you'd like to talk about with your plans for the future um right now uh i'm mostly working on my uh internal self but mm-hmm. yeah there in the future there's gonna be i'm gonna be opening a business uh lots mm-hmm. of a, a couple of business ideas uh, but yeah <laughs> when the time stay comes <laughs> yeah stay tuned for that um when the time comes brian is brian is one to watch um <laughs> Now, uh, yeah, just Camelot Camels. I have an NFT line out with uh, my buddy Nikki, who was in the um, in our Instagram live earlier. Um, he uh, he and I have created ten thousand um, unique artwork camels, procedurally generated by a computer. You can go check those out on our OpenSea. It's link in my bio at Lukiosafa. That's really the only thing I had to add to that. Uh, yeah, I I will um, add yeah. that um, this podcast was mostly centered around spirituality and uh, Mm -hmm. perception but me and liam or liam specifically he likes to uh, kind of he likes to look at and research cutting edge phenomena i like to Mm -hmm. personally i'm not as um in those environments in my perception but i like to pay attention to all things technology uh Mm -hmm. censorship stuff like this so do um yeah do keep listening and we'll, there will be a lot of different topics covered like tons likely so likely i'll be doing some uh digging through of our recordings and like um finding the best clips on specific topics and then put, pasting those moments together for like clips clips and stuff on youtube or what have you and for playback but um yeah that's really all i can say about um curing consciousness this week um, there's much more to come next week and weeks uh, following. Um, make sure to stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good week, guys. Have a good week, guys.